We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome. Good Friday to you. It is the uh, the pre-Halloween edition of the Bill Michaels Show today. And uh, I'm Bill Michaels, Radio Joe Zenzola alongside Evan Heffelfinger as well. Everybody's in the house. And uh, getting ready for Packers and Vikings this weekend. You obviously have a Badgerless weekend coming up. Ryan Braun is, uh, well, he's going to be a free agent. Uh, but most likely, uh, at least if you read into what his wife was saying on Instagram and such, saying uh, it's been great and enjoyed Milwaukee that you would then assume that he's probably going to you know ride off into retirement after the four million dollar buyout but that being said uh, it's just uh, it's a busy day going into the weekend so uh, a lot of interesting stuff to catch up on and a good show last night man thanks to uh, Mike Clemens and Doug Russell for both joining me on the Bill Michael Suttle. we had a great time last evening and a lot of good discussion um, here's the one thing that I, I was kind of reading last night. And one of the statistics in the Packers game notes, the, the the Packers in the last 36 meetings between these two teams, the uh, the winner has won 23 of them by seven points or less. So 13 out of 36, 13 games have been decided by more than seven points. The rest all within seven points. This last meeting between these two teams was a 43-34 win by the Green Bay Packers. Packers offensively looked extremely dominant in this contest. Um, do you get the sense that this could be another one of those close games, for lack of a better term? I don't necessarily believe that it's it's going to be a close game, but I, 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 I do... I do, uh, I like I said, I, I think that always when you're playing a divisional foe, it, it's always a tough game. There's always that animosity, that, that want to win. But I also think, I mean, to me, if I'm going to look at the biggest key for, a pack, for the Packers to get a win this weekend, it's not something with X's and O's. I think to me it's more about what not to do. And to me, what not to do is not to look towards Thursday night, November 5th. 
And I, I, it's easier said than done. I mean, obviously, you beat this team the first time, and you, the, the first time you met the Vikings, opening the season up, you did it rather handily. They're a team that's down. They're one in five. They apparently, at least uh, perceptually, they have gotten rid of some of their players, some of the guys they trade f- traded for, and such. So they're a team that is kind of um, on the down. And Gakwe is gone. Uh, you got uh, Barr and Hunter. Both on IR, they both have had season-ending injuries. So they're down defensively. You assume with the rookies in the secondary that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day. So there's a lot of things pointing in the right direction for the Green Bay Packers. What you don't want to do inside the walls of 1265 is say, you know what, we should be able to get this, and then we should be able to move on and go out to San Francisco and focus there. Because you're already thinking, and I know Matt LaFleur was very, very good about it in his press conference yesterday, saying, look, we, we don't even talk about San Francisco. Our, our, we're squarely focused on the Vikings and the division. And he is looking now to go, what is it? Um, this will be, if he gets the win this Sunday, it will be 9-0 and against divisional teams. 9-0 and against divisional teams. So, um, Matt LaFleur is obviously looking to keep that record untarnished. So, the one thing he doesn't want to do is allow his team to start looking over the fence and then something sneak up on them and get beat. 855-830-8648. So, what are your thoughts on the Green Bay Packers getting a win this weekend? If there are keys to this contest, what might they be? What might they be? 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. What might they be? We'd love to hear from you. Um, also, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. Uh, give us a shout because you can find us uh, there at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us over there on Twitter. You can find us on the Facebook fan page at Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And always love it when you do. And then obviously when we do some of the Facebook Live stuff, that'll pipe uh, pop right up for you. Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, it you can find us over on the, you know email on the website. You can find us at BillMichaelSports.com, BillMichaels at BillMichaelSports.com. Radio Joe at Radio Joe Sports, Evan Heffelfinger at Evan Heff 25. So plenty of ways to stay in touch with the program. But if I had to say the biggest key to a Packers win for me this weekend is just focusing on Minnesota. You, you, you got a much better offense than they do. Kirk Cousins is having just an abysmal season. You've got a defense that is sustainable, uh, albeit, you know, as, as Darius Smith had said this week, yeah, you need to be able to really defend a little bit better against the run. They're starting to feel better with their pressure. You found some uh, linebackers, or at least you assume you've found some linebackers. Sustainable. I'm not going to say great, okay? I'm not going to get into that discussion. But just in general, you found some sustainable linebackers in, uh, uh, in Kamal Martin and Chris Barnes. Okay, you found some guys that you believe, you know, maybe they can maybe they can get the job done and become, you know, more than what it is that you uh you've been counting on. And obviously, you've got now Christian Kirksey back at practice. Uh, and I don't think he's going to be activated for this game. I would be somewhat surprised if he was. But maybe they're looking down the road. You know, maybe they're looking down the road. But anyway, Chris Barnes, uh you got Kamal Martin, uh, you've still got, you know, although Ty Summers, he was a guy that they started going after in the last contest and uh, at times seems to be just a little off. 
You know, just I love his speed. I love his tenacity. It's just he seems to be just a little off. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe Preston Smith and Zadaria Smith, maybe those two together started to have that breakout game this last week, albeit not against a very good offense. It was Deshaun Watson, and he can run with the football, but it wasn't a, a juggernaut, so to speak. So I'm not overly concerned about whether or not this team should be able to win because I believe they should, okay? I, I mean, if I had to, you know, put money on it, you know, I would probably put 50 to 100 bucks down and think to myself, no problem. I think that the, that the Green Bay Packers can certainly get a win. Uh, but to me, for the Packers to lose this game would be not prepare accordingly and then overlook, kind of like, let's get this one done so we can get on to San Francisco on a quick turnaround and a quick tra- uh, travel week. That, to me, is what would do in the Green Bay Packers. So your thoughts, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, please feel free to go ahead and do so. 855-830-8648. Uh, give us a shout. Uh, got one here from uh, Jacob. Jacob writes in Wendy's email inbox, the key for the Packers' win is to get on the Vikings and score early. They play best when they play with a lead. Uh, this one's from 105.7 FM. The Fang says the key for the Packers win is to jump on the Vikings early and not even give them any hope whatsoever, which, again, I 100% believe. This one is from Steve. says, I'm concerned that Mason Crosby may not play on Sunday. Uh, if it's really windy, maybe field goals won't be an option, which is true. Uh, you're right now talking about Mason Crosby uh, ailing a little bit, uh, and and you it's as uh, Matt Lafleur addressed. You can't just bring somebody in off the pra- or off the uh, off the street and say he's your kicker because they have to go through COVID protocol in today's day and age. So, um, you know, it's something obviously you have to account for, and you're hoping that Mason Crosby is is able to go. But as much as I want to believe that Crosby will, uh, you, you know, you don't. You don't want to allow Mason Crosby to injure himself any further if indeed he is ailing. Uh, he's got uh, um, a calf injury and a back injury. And back, look, back injuries are fickle because they just, if anybody's ever had one, lower spasms or anything like that, if you've ever had it, you know exactly what it is I'm talking about. It's just, it's one of those things that just any movement, any tweak, all of a sudden locks it up and then you're no good for a week or two or ten days or whatever it happens to be. So you really want to be precautionary with that. So, uh, And Crosby's been in all uh, – the record, I think, is 214 regular season games and 20 postseason games that the Packers have played since 2007. And uh, the special team coach says he's confident uh, that Crosby should be able to play. Sometimes you can shoot it up. You know, you can take an injection and it'll kind of ease – uh, the muscularity in the back, but a calf muscle, that's a whole different deal. So we'll wait and see. Uh, what are the keys if you feel the Packers are going to get a win this weekend? What do they need to do, in your opinion? 855-830-8648. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We'll talk with you when we come back right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. 
Thanks so much. Bill Michael's show continues on. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. So what do you think it's going to take for the Packers to get a win? And my number one key, and, and, and for those that are you know kind of jumping in on this, um, the number one key for me is simply the fact that they don't overlook they don't overlook Sunday. That's it. The Packers can win this game. I don't have any uh, qualms about it. I'm going to be hunkered down. I'm going to be going out and watching this game. Um, I, I'm I'm getting ready for the weekend. I'm going to go enjoy it. And I don't think the Packers should have a major problem. Now, that's not to say that uh, the Minnesota Vikings aren't going to bring their all. I mean, this is kind of – this is a couple of things for the Minnesota Vikings. This is – in essence, one, their last gasp. Because if they get beat here, their season's pretty much – I mean, they're already admitting pretty much that their season's pretty much done, right? But if this if, – if they should get a win here, then you would probably look at this by saying maybe they're going to try to breathe some life into themselves, you know? With the expanded playoffs, who knows? They could get some wins, go on a bit of a roll. Maybe they could sneak in. Maybe. May, doubt it, but maybe, all right? I mean – you know, they, they don't want to finish last in the division. They're fighting an uphill battle going right now against a team that's got a couple of more wins than them, and that would be the Detroit Lions. All right? You've seen after the 0-5 start, and granted it wasn't against a great Panthers team, but now the Lions, or excuse me, the Falcons have won two out of their last three, winning again last night and looking a little bit better. The, uh, you know, Julio Jones looking better. They're not, and by the way, uh, I was reading in the uh, in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the narrative out, out of um, – Atlanta right now, as far as trading Julio Jones, not going to happen. Uh, there's some salary cap ramifications. I don't see that going anywhere. There was some talk about whether or not they'd be up for getting rid of Matt Ryan. Maybe next year um, when the, the salary cap would ease a little bit. But I, first of all, a team's going to have to take on that salary, and I don't think there's many that are out there that are going to be willing to do so. And then secondly, um, it becomes much more flexible next season. And they've started to win some games, two out of the last three. Now, it's again, it's it's a, it's a still a bad, bad year for, for Atlanta Falcons fans and the way that these, this team has just figured out ways to lose, admittedly. But they've figured out a couple of wins, and they seem to have a little bit of joy back in their lives last night, if you watch that game. And I actually, I, I did watch that game. Um, so it seemed like Atlanta at least appears to be a little more Atlanta-like of what we thought at the beginning of the season. Now, the Vikings, can they get their second win? Can they also go to 2-6 and six on the season? This would breathe life back into their season. And if not, this would be kind of their Super Bowl, where they didn't get swept again by the Green Bay Packers. They would put that one-loss tarnish on Matt LaFleur's record in the division. They would be the first team to have beaten that Matt LaFleur-led team. They would have then beaten and figured out and or, you know, had you know Aaron Rodgers' number, if you will. So there's a lot of reasons that, that Minnesota wants to come in to Lambeau Field and get a win. Um, they're not going to lay over and roll over for this game. Now, if you beat them in this contest and they go to one and six, their season's pretty much done. I mean, it's done anyway. They're not. I, I don't believe they're going to eke into the playoffs, but they still have that breath of hope. You put them back down at one and six, and yeah, that's that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. 
So this is all the reasons that I would say right now, looking at the Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings, the Packers should not take in any way, shape, or form the Minnesota Vikings lightly. The Minnesota Vikings have also, early on this season, they played a decent schedule. They played the Packers, the Colts, the Titans, the Texans, and the Seahawks. They did lose to the Falcons, but if they beat the Packers, then they take on the Lions, and then they get the Bears and the Cowboys and the Panthers and the Jaguars before they have to face the Buccaneers. They could get some wins. Let's just say, let's just kind of go at it from blanks and giggles point. Say you get a win over the Packers. You're 2-5. and five. Lions, I could see them beating the Lions 3-5. and five. The Bears, I don't believe in the Bears' offense at all. That would be more of a, a battle between the Vikings' offense – or excuse me, yeah, the Vikings' offense and the Bears' defense and who's going who's gonna to win that battle. The Cowboys, I can see a win. The Panthers, I could see them getting a win. The Jaguars, I can see them getting a win. They could go on a bit of a roll. This is that gasp. That's why they're coming in just loaded and seething and salivating for the Green Bay Packers. So – you can't overlook this team in any way, shape, or form. 855-830-8648. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still picking the Green Bay Packers to win, without a doubt. But if I had to say the reasons why the Packers would not win this game, I would solely say Packers overlooking the, the Minnesota Vikings. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Uh, by the way, so, uh, a tweet that... Uh, Rob Domofsky put out, uh, basically saying no amount announcement from the Packers on when they're going to allow fans in, but a collection of signs uh, basically welcoming you to Lambeau Field uh, were dropped off outside of Lambeau's south gate within the last day. Others had been spotted previously around the stadium, he says. And basically, this is um, these are pictures of signs regarding coming into the stadium and social distancing. It says, please do your part to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And then it shows you uh, the NFL bag policy, the entrance to the stadium, COVID-19 warnings. It talks about wearing a mask and such, washing your hands. It appears, and it talks about the ticket policy. It appears that right now that there is a plan, at least at some point, or a hope at the, maybe the very least, it might be the best way to say it, that the Packers do eventually allow fans in the stands. So I just retweeted that, so if you haven't seen it, you get a chance to take a look at it. But um, Which would be interesting if the Packers eventually did uh, get a chance to allow fans in a stand. Uh, 855-830-8648. Uh, this is from the Atlanta Packer fan that says, stop the run and pressure on Cousins. Uh, you are correct. You are correct. If you can, if you can, I don't even say stop the run. I don't even say stop the run. I think if you can just simply slow down Dalvin Cook, uh, if he's if he's good to go and and you know feeling really good in this ball game, if you can slow him down, their offensive line that they tried to bolster a couple of times, um, it uh, it hasn't really taken. There's been a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins this season, which is another contributing factor to him having a woeful year. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. By the way, two more positive tests uh, on two more players. Uh, regarding the Broncos, an offensive lineman and a Vikings linebacker has now tested positive. Now, no confirmation as to who they are, but this is from Adam Schefter breaking it over on Twitter. And by the way, any breaking news on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network brought to you by Pennzoil, made with natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. So we don't know who the Vikings linebacker is, but apparently 
somebody in the Vikings organization has tested positive now for COVID, at least according to Adam Schefter. That raises a red flag playing this team this coming weekend. Because the one thing you don't want to have is simply this. Think about this. The Packers with a quick turnaround if a player or players that have been exposed to, to COVID that are carrying that then play the Packers, you have a small outbreak, and then you got to put off that game against San Francisco, which to me on a Thursday night game might not be the worst thing in the world, if you know what I mean. But the Packers don't have a bye week coming up. So there would have to be some shuffling here. So it's it's while it's you can say, okay, good, another player gone for the Minnesota Vikings, it gives the Packers an edge. We don't know if it was a starter. We don't know if it was a backup. We don't know yet who that player was. And we might not know for a while until that player is actually placed on a COVID list. And then you'll see that. But you, you get some breaking news coming out, of, uh, coming out of Adam Schefter and coming out of Minnesota that you got a Broncos offensive lineman that has tested positive and a Vikings linebacker has tested positive. Has tested positive for uh, the COVID virus. So there you go. 855 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Want to hear from you. This is uh, from Mark. Uh, Mark says uh, they got to be able to run the football, control the clock, have a couple of big drives, and get on the Vikings early. They get up to a big lead by two or more scores. Then you allow Preston and Zedaria Smith to tee off on Kirk Cousins. Let's go to David listening to us in Green Bay on our fine affiliate up there, the fan. David, how you doing? Real good. Good to hear you. First time Pre- caller. Uh, appreciate it. I'm listening to the fan. Love the content. Um, I, I love all the the, the uh, foundation that you've sent. Uh, you've you've uh, basically set up, uh, uh, Bill, in regard to this. I mean, obviously it's a divisional game, so throw the records out. You know, we don't like each other. Uh, uh, coach has got an undefeated record. We want to continue that. And everything that you said makes all the sense. But the one thing that could derail us is uh, almost did last year would be turnovers, and we've stayed away from that this year um, outside of the Tampa uh, situation. But other than that, uh, forcing turnovers would be great, but the thing that can turn a game around, and I hope you would agree, and listeners as well will identify with, we can't uh, have a special teams turnover give the Vikings uh, life with a short field. Uh, We can't fumble the ball. Uh, We've got to stay true in regard to that, protect the football, uh, play our game, um, use the running game and then take advantage of what you have already uh, kind of uh, indicated with the weakness in their secondary and perhaps lack of pass rush with uh, trades and, and injuries and just control the game. Uh, the major thing, uh, I guess, outside of the uh, lack of turnovers is uh, one that I like is time of possession. We can control the ball, not turn the ball over. Uh, this should be um, a pretty good and, and a simple win uh, uh, going to 9-0 and in the division. Thanks so much. I'll listen off air and appreciate your time, sir. I appreciate it. No, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, there's nothing there that I could say, well, you know, I'll take lighter than others. Uh, look, all of those things are extremely valid points. I 100% agree. I think uh, whenever I, – I honestly, it's a rivalry game. I mean, to me, that should be enough, right? To you, that should be enough. It's the Vikings. It's bragging rights, all of that kind of stuff. It means – the rivalry, while you play a team twice a year and you face them twice a year and players feel that rivalry on the field and they feel that animosity at times, it's much more elevated 
for the fan base because we feel the anxiety and the finger pointing over the border. That's that's what fans feel when it comes to rivalry games. Fans get into it. I mean, you get into it as a player, no doubt. You can ask the players. They know what it is. But a lot of these guys see each other. They have a lot of respect for each other. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Brian Urlacher had a really good relationship. You know, those guys, They not only did they love kind of the mental side of the game during the game, but they had a lot of respect for each other off the field. There wasn't a seething rivalry there. You know, they knew they played for rival teams and they wanted to win. But it wasn't It, it, it wasn't a fan fandomonium hatred, you know. Fans of fan bases that are rivals hate each other. That's the way it's supposed to be, you know. You want to you want to pound your chest and claim that victory. So while we may feel that that rivalry factor on the outside looking in, inside I think you're looking at it as Matt Lafleur is undefeated in the division. You want to win a divisional game. You want to get you want to separate yourself and continue to separate yourself from the team that is behind you. You know, not to mention you want to continue to win ball games because you want to strive for if indeed you can get it the first round by in the postseason. The Packers have that capability. So I think there's a lot of things working here that would keep the Packers focused on the Minnesota Vikings. But if this game coming up against San Fran was on Sunday, I really wouldn't have as much problem with it. But just you got to stay focused on this Sunday because I know it's a quick turnaround, but it, you can get quickly lost in the fact that you have to turn around and head to San Francisco in only four days. Uh, let's do this. Kevin Holden from CBS 58, our good guy Kevin, is going to be joining us. He's going to come up next. We're going to talk a little bit more about just this. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders. And uh, he, uh, or I should say he, the guys over there are great people. And just walk in and tell them what you need or call them up and tell them what you're looking for and get a consultation over the phone. They can hook you up. And just like they did me, whether it's weight loss, uh, low T treatments, uh, even ED treatments. If you want to go in that direction, they do vitamin supplements. They do so many different things to make sure that your life is a good one, a healthy one, a strong one. Check out my friends at New Mail Medical. One phone number for all the locations, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Kevin Holden from CBS 58, up next on The Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Michael Show, we continue on. Our friends at Quick Trip say, what's for dinner? They'll tell you what's for dinner. Um, they've got some great meals. They prepare them fresh each and every day right out there in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and they make them in the morning early. They package them, ship them. They're right there in your store, your nearby store, and you can stop in and grab them. Uh, the same day, fettuccine Alfredo with chicken, turkey with potatoes and gravy, beef stroganoff, pork chop with stuffings and potatoes and gravy as well. They fix them. You pull them out. And uh, pop them in the microwave, hot and fresh, heat and eat. You're good to go. That's from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip for dinner and everything else. They have got, excuse me, they have got you covered. Oh my goodness, almost lost my face there. Uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Kevin Holden from CBS 58 is here. Kevin, how you been? Man, it's all good. It's uh, it's Friday. We've uh, we've made it through another week. Uh, as odd as this week has been in the sports world, we're we're here. We're standing. We're doing this. 
So, first of all, let, I want to go to baseball real quick because I want to touch on the Ryan Braun thing. Uh, the uh, team, I, It wasn't uh, unexpected. They ended up opting out of the $15 million they were going to pay him for the upcoming season. That's nothing new. They would owe him a $4 million buyout. Now, if he retires ahead of this, the buyout or such, do, do they still owe him the money, or can he just say, I'm done, or do they pay him regardless? Well, if they – if uh... The fact that they declined the uh, the option for next year at fifteen million means they're on the hook for that for that four. I mean, that's in other words, it's an either or situation. So if he decides to retire, it's his decision from here. But he would still get the uh, the the extra from the team. I of course, there's a lot of different ways that this could go. Uh, Braun, for one, could still make it back here on on some sort of one year cheaper deal. Uh, I also wonder with that if. Braun is, is maybe waiting to see how the rules play out for 2021 because there's some question about uh, the DH returning to the National League next year. This We have you know the, the uh, collective bargaining agreement that's coming up, the negotiating that's going to happen between players and owners. And I, I wonder if the NL, at least for one year, might return to no DH, and that significantly impacts Ryan Braun and what he can do for the, for the Brewers next year. He may be waiting for, for the rules to see if he's going to play next year. Um, I, and I agree with you. I mean, if there's a DH, maybe it makes him more apt to come back. But at least judging outwardly by his wife's Instagram account, basically saying goodbye, it's been great. It certainly seemed like, right, that he was on his way out the door, that he was really, really seriously contemplating retirement. Yeah, I think I think the chances are, are pretty good that that's, that's what was coming. Because 2020 was, I mean, he had mentioned in spring training back in February. <laughs> you remember back when, when people gathered in, in clubhouses and talked to players and, you know, that crazy alternate universe that we used to live in. He said then that uh, he, he was looking at this being his last season, potentially. And uh, only things between February and October have happened that would, would make me think that he would reinforce that, right? I mean, only things that have happened in 2020 were these these long layovers and a 60 game season uh, that, that they had to sort of cobble together. And, and, you know, the fact that off the field, you got to be thinking more in terms of family, more in terms of other things that matter in your lives. And I, I imagine that if he was on the fence in spring training, if he was 50, 50 in spring training, he's probably a little greater than 50, 50, maybe quite a bit greater at this point. So uh, I want to move over to the Packers and kind of look forward to this game this week. I say the only reason that the Packers will lose this game is if they're looking forward to San Francisco, which is a quick turnaround. But uh, I think that uh, I think the Packers have a better offense. I think their defense is, I don't want to say growing, but maybe getting better, but maybe playing up to more of their potential. I, I, I mean, I don't know how to put it, but... Uh, they contained Deshaun Watson pretty well. I thought they did a pretty good job on what uh, you know the Houston Texans had to offer. Granted, the Texans are not a good football team. But it seemed like some things began to come to fruition, and it, they don't have a good line in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is having an abysmal season. There's always that rivalry factor, so you're going to get uh, Minnesota's best shot. But you tell me what could possibly go wrong in this game, other than turnovers. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, the one nightmare scenario I would see is, if it's some sort of crazy cold game and the Packers are beset with injuries, they have some sort of issue with, you know, with the kicking game, if Crosby doesn't kick and it affects the, 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 the play calling and somehow Dalvin Cook becomes 
this guy that just not not only dominates the game but helps them chew the clock completely up. I mean, it's it, it's pretty far fetched at this point. Cook's a good football player, but I think first of all, I think Mason Crosby does everything he can to to get out there. But the other half is the other parts of this Packers team have just they they've been coming together pretty well. I mean, I know that Tampa Bay loss really is glaring. But what happened in Houston was, as you say, more than just a win over a good football team. They, they showed some things. They were impressive, uh, you know, in, in really in all the aspects of the game, all three phases of the game, to, to use the, the coach speak. But I'm uh, actually a little more impressed with this team now than I was even a couple weeks ago because of the quick bounce back. That's what you needed to see from a team that's going to compete for a championship. When they get punched in the mouth, do they punch back? And man, did they ever in Houston. That, that to me, was the most important win they've had so far. Um, I, I wanted to know your thoughts on the run game. Now, I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be back anytime soon. But, uh, look, I, I think they're deep. You tell me what you see out of Corey Dillon in the limited reps that we've had. Dillon is – it'll be interesting, too, that we can finally talk about Dillon – when it's not when it's not about his legs, right? It's not. Oh, look at this shot of this dude's calves. How about that? Uh, that's you know, it, it tells you that uh, that there will be a, another power element to that run game, and uh, you know what Jamal Williams already brings to the table has been good. So you put a Jamal Williams and an AJ Dillon together, uh, I think it's a nice little combination. To be honest, I think those two, in a lot of years for the Packers would have been at least an acceptable running game. And uh, Jamal in Houston was good enough that, that there should be no reason to run him out there with Dylan as a complimentary element uh, in Sunday's game against the Vikings. And it's, it's something that's going to be important because no matter what happens with Aaron Jones, from a health standpoint, you've got this quick recovery and this long road trip. And this is one of the tougher schedule-wise, one of the tougher things that's about to happen to this team. Minnesota to San Francisco – four days, you know, in between the games. So those legs are going to be tired. Dylan is going to be used, whether it's against Minnesota or San Francisco, uh, he's going to be needed in some form. And I'll be curious to see what happens with this, uh, this first real, I won't call it an extended look, but, you know, the first chance to get some carries for the team. I uh, Do you see next year, I mean, I don't think if I had to pick a guy that would not be with the Green Bay Packers, my likelihood would be that it would be Jamal Williams. He's made some money this year. And I, not that we really want to get heavily into the offseason, but with the way the run game has been, the blocking has been better, the blitz pickup, albeit against Tampa Bay, was somewhat sporadic, uh, to say the very least, but I think that had timing issues more than anything. But the blocking has been better. The pass receptions out of the backfield have been better. I think both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones have made a name for themselves and made themselves a lot of money. But if I had to pay one, I'm paying Aaron Jones the scat back. So that would leave A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones next year, correct? Yeah, I'm all right with, with that combination. Aaron Jones has, to me, Aaron Jones has been, this is probably a bad com- um, uh, comparison to make, but uh, I feel like he's been what Eddie Lacy was supposed to be and, and was at some times for the Packers where you, you could lean on him, you could depend on him, uh, and, and you didn't have to worry about then having Rodgers throw the ball like 60 times a game. Uh, the, this scheme is different, too, and – it's going to require more than one running back. It's, it's going to require, you know, a, just a different way things are set up. But you have two. If you have Dylan and you have Jones, then Williams could be the guy to go. I, I think that would be actually all right. It's, it's weird talking about 
having one more running back than the Packers truly need at this point. When you talk about three real options back there, I can't remember the last time that we talked about three legitimate real options uh, in the Packers' backfield. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's happened in my time in Wisconsin. So uh, they, when the decision time comes, it won't be all around one player, and that's actually really good news for the Packers. It's some flexibility, whether they want to keep Jones, whether they want to keep Williams, they can – you know, figure out what's best for them financially and spend that money and, uh, you know, bolster or, you know, hang on to a couple of these guys from the defense. Real quick before I let you go, uh, in a short answer, do you think the Packers found the backup to David Bakhtiari and David Bakhtiari's injury might have been the door that, yeah, that gets open so they can say, look, there is life after the left tackle that's been so good for so long. Maybe we found our left tackle. Or do you think that's way, way premature at this point? Man, I it's it's just such a hard position to fill in the league, and that if if they if they did, it's great. I don't know if a short sample size like this convinces me because it took me a while to, to come around on Bakhtiari and on a lot of left tackles in the league. That takes uh, some time to get to that spot. Good stuff as always, buddy. We will talk to you soon. Enjoy the weekend uh, and enjoy trick or treating or whatever it is you're going to do. Oh, that's right. I got to get a costume, man. I. Man, I <laughs> I got to dig back in the closet. There's some throwback jerseys that are hideous enough. They could they could probably think that I'm some ugly ghost, right? Like some yeah. Padres throwback. Yeah, well, you could always pummel kids in an old Houston Astros jersey or something like that or a Texas Rangers jersey and say you're Nolan Ryan as they come to your doorstep. <laughs> and that would be a bad way to go. Trash can and we, could be the, we could be the 2017 Astros. Right? I love it. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you could put the wife down at the bottom and, and let her pound the trash can, and that way you know the kids are coming. You'd be standing there and just call yourself Altuve, and you're good to go. Take a swing, take a rip, you're good to go. Hit candy to him, man. It makes it that uh, that much more simple. Kevin, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. See you, pal. There you go. Kevin Holden from CBS 58. There you go. He's uh, he's always great to talk to. Uh, he is the sports director at CBS 58. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. He's a free agent. We'll talk a little bit about it next. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Vikings Sunday here at Lambeau Field. Green Bay has talked to the Houston Texans about a trade for wide receiver Will Fuller. According to The Athletic, the 26-year-old Fuller ran a 4-3 at the Combine four years ago. The trade deadline is next Tuesday. Charles Woodson joined us and was asked about the Packers' reluctance to trade for impact players. When I think about even my time there in Green Bay, I just felt like we should have walked away out of there with at least two championships, no doubt about it. I just feel like, you know, there were some moves that, that you know, probably could have been made throughout those seasons to, you know, go out and bring another, you know, impact player in, and it didn't happen. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams says he'd welcome a player like Fuller, but had this to say about Woodson's comments. It's a little bit safer to, to say that once you're not playing for the team anymore. I don't know how, how it would be looked at if I came through and said, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm always looking at that trade deadline, like, man, why don't we sign somebody? That's Devontae Adams in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
my friends ask where you are, I'm gonna say. She went down in an airplane, flying, getting sun tan. Can't in a cement mix, you're full of quicksand. Help me, help me. Welcome back. Ryan Braun is, um, as of right now, anyway, I mean, he is uh, no longer a Milwaukee Brewer. And when you look at his career, you know, um, the most home runs in Brewers history, and statistically speaking, one of the best Brewers ever. Second, third on the list. I mean, there's obviously Robin Yount and what Robin did for this franchise and Paul Molitor and and Ryan Braun. You can kind of throw him into that into that mix. Um, but when you look at what Ryan Braun has done statistically, uh, it's undeniable. One of the greatest brewers of all time. Uh, I think every time you bring up Ryan Braun's name, there's always that mix of emotion. I think the majority of fans have moved on from the steroid issue and what happened. I know there are many that hang on to some of the residual ill feelings. It's almost, it, you know what, it, it's it's funny. Ryan Braun's one of those guys that you look at and you go, man, what an incredible player. Just, he was Mr. Clutch, just what an incredible player. Very dinged up, um, his body started breaking down. And then you, then you think about, the scandal, and you, you almost feel sick to your stomach that 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 was that was the guy, you know. He could have gone on to have been the greatest brewer, um, but nevertheless, I, I Ryan Braun is uh, the option not picked up by the Brewers. He's going to get a four million dollar buyout. A lot of questions about whether or not he could come back. We'll wait and see, depending on what the rules are coming into next season. But uh, but yeah, Ryan Braun, uh, I. All those people wearing number eight jerseys. I'm going to find it interesting. The passion coming back next season. Looking forward to that. Hey, stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. We're going to talk more about this uh, Packers hopeful win coming up this Sunday. And Chris Raybon of the Action Network next on the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.